Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. All right, welcome to Jenkins and Jones. It's Sunday, April 9th. Uh, the regular season is over. Uh, RIP the regular season. Bring on the playoffs. We are live on Amazon AMP, as always, with Dragonfly Jones, with Jethro Jenkins. I'm Gardy B, a.k.a. Mike. And we are very excited to be joined tonight to talk about Le Incident <laughs> by Hanif Abdurraqib. Put some stank on it. Probably the only respectable uh, Timberwolves fan in America. Honey, thanks for uh, staying up late and hopping out with us. We appreciate you. This is great. I didn't know. Do y'all always record this late? Is this just what y'all's lives are? Hell yeah. This is our lives, man. I'm washed up. Tyler's East Coast time, too, so he's insane. Yeah, oh, but man. I'll die for this podcast and shit, too. That's the difference. I got this shit in <laughs> Let's me, Let's fucking go, brother. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, all yeah. right now it's, it's good to be here this is you know normally i would not stay awake for anything past 11 uh on eastern standard time <laughs> but for this i was Smart i was man. thrilled plus i feel like i'm gonna you know for me going to bed at a night like this means just like being in bed and scrolling through all the all the tweets about the timberwolves oh, yeah. anyway and so this is maybe just yeah. doing that this is gonna help me wind down <laughs> well it's a tough day to wind down from as a timberwolves fan it's like on on the one hand congrats you're in the play-in uh welcome to hell and on the other hand the guy you probably felt you overpaid for is punching another guy in the middle of the game on the same team uh what was your reaction were you watching the game live when it happened yeah i had the game on live and they on the timberwolves broadcast it was kind of funny because um you know jim the 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 Timberwolves announcer was like downplaying. I don't know if he was downplaying it, but like they hadn't showed the replay, and he was kind of like, "Oh, there was like a little, a little, you know, altercation in the in the huddle there, a little scuffle." And then they showed that shit, and I was like, "Brother, that was that was a close <laughs> fist." You know, he pushed that man in the chest. You feel me? And then in my head, it's funny because in my head, I was like, "Surely they, you know, 
they'll go in the locker room at halftime and and flesh it out, and Rudy will be back on the floor. They sent that motherfucker home. Like they came out the break, and you they sent him to the crib. I, I'm not that precious about like the fighting of teammates. Like I think I don't know y'all played sports surely in some capacity. Mm-hmm. There's always like somebody you want to fight in a practice. You know what I mean? Like practice fights and shit happen. Yeah, I do think that when you're on the when it's like a game. You're right. When you know the, the lights floor? are on, nationally televised, play yeah. over there. When, when, when you have right? company, when you have yeah, company, yeah. right? Like there's people here to watch you play basketball that are not associated with the team. <laughs> but also, I mean, I think Kyle Anderson, and I, I like Kyle Anderson. I think he's, mm-hmm. I think he raises the ceiling of a lot of teams, uh, every team he's on. Uh, seemed, he was talking maybe a little aggressive to, to Rudy. And so there's two parts of this for me. I'm a big proponent of like, you can't let people talk to you any kind of way, but there's some nuance involved again, when you're, when it's game 82 of an 82 game season and your season is on the line in some capacity, it's like, maybe you let him talk to you that kind of way in that moment. And then later you have a, you don't know what time it is. Yeah. yeah, You know what I mean? So it it was rough. It was rough to see. Uh, Yeah. I think I'm with you on the whole, you know, you got to see both sides. And I'm not a both sides. I'm, I'm a peanut as fuck. I'm usually on one side of the fence here. But I'm with you on this because, for one, you know, you can't do this shit in public, right? If, if y'all are bickering, beef, whatever, keep that shit in the house. But two, like, what you were saying about how, you know, what Kyle saying, shut the fuck up, bitch, to someone. We, we're dudes. We know how dudes move, right? And we know that those are fighting words. They don't always lead to fights. But those are fighting words. Kyle Anderson knew that shit too. He just didn't expect yeah. to get stolen on fucking national TV, right? Yeah. But 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 on the other side, and and I can't believe I'm I might be going to Rudy Gobert, you know, going to bat for him here. But we all know that as dudes, when when you ha- when you come into like you know a new associate circle, a new friend circle, or whatever, with dudes, there's kind of usually some setting of parameters of respect with dudes. Because a lot of dudes do not know how to talk to people, right? So there's right. often times right. where you might get talked to like how Rudy got talked to Kyle and you got to set a motherfucker straight and let him know, nah, we ain't doing this, bro. You know what I mean? So so, so like I said, it's I'm with you. I feel like it's it's, it's somewhat, you know, nuanced because, you know, you know, you can't steal a motherfucker like that on, on national television. But also, bro, like this is kind of common with dudes where we kind of set those parameters because a lot of us do not know how to talk to each other. No, I mean, nah. shut the fuck up is one thing. You know that, what I mean? Th- that yeah. bitch is, is shut a, the fuck up, yeah. bitch. That's that's carrying <laughs> that's a lot dazzle. of that. You feel me? Yeah. And that's the razzle dazzle. And I'm saying, like, bro, like, you call somebody a bitch. You can't punch somebody on live TV. But I could understand why you would right. after being yeah. called that. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, like you I, said, I've I've never been on Rudy Gobert's side ever. But this a, makes a ton of sense, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I have a question for the panel. Does it make it more acceptable for someone to call you a bitch if you are in fact a bitch? <laughs> no. No. You know, like no, like no. I mean, I mean I understand like, where Kyle's coming Kyle Anderson, from because he, it's Rudy. He, he, yeah, he but, gave him um, good advice. Shut the fuck up and block some shots. Like, that is what Rudy Gobert listen, Shut the season. fuck up, bitch, and block some shots is different from shut the fuck up. And block some shots. I've been bro. yelling at Rudy you know Gobert, I mean? block some shots all season. At, from my house, granted, not on his face on the sideline. <laughs> Timberwolves games, like, brother, block some fucking shots. Like, I don't understand. You know, it's, it, this, the, it was funny to me because watching the, I watched several replays of this because it was 
watching the bench as it was unfolding. Everybody was kind of just chilling. And so when I heard what Kyle Anderson said, I was like, how come nobody looked up at that moment? Like, it feels like when Rudy punched his ass, no one was prepared for it to happen, which lets me know that maybe there's some folks, and I, you know, I'm, I love the Wolves. I've been a fan for my whole life. But, like, maybe there's some folks in that huddle who have never been in any kind of slowly escalating situation before. <laughs> or, or, or like, like that, Mike, oh, they but, knew he was a bitch. Like no, Mike oh, said, oh, like, oh, they oh, thought I, Rudy's not the nigga to, to punch back after being called bro, Le, Le Beach. Bro, you know may, maybe, maybe Kyle Anderson talks to him that crazy so often it's nothing to get, you know, to, to raise an eyebrow. You know, maybe that's just a that is just a Tuesday at the job when fucking Kyle Anderson just calls Rudy a bitch. Like that's nothing to get up up in arms about. Kyle Anderson walking around Will's practice like he's Pac. <laughs> dragon <laughs> dragon nuts. I don't know, man. Don't uh know. Chris Haynes did say like he he interviewed Gobert a couple days ago for a story. And oh yeah, he spe- yeah, yeah, and he specifically did say like he asked him about Kyle Anderson, and Gobert said like. He can be too aggressive sometimes, but I love and respect, you know, like it's all for the for the good or something like that. So maybe maybe it was they weren't looking up because this is how <laughs> people have been talking to Rudy for the whole season. And the only strange thing was that he decided he'd had enough. I don't know. It's it's all, it's mostly strange because I mean when Rudy was in Utah, there was a stretch where Donovan Mitchell was straight up just like not passing him, not even looking mm-hmm. at him. You know what I mean? And to me, that is a bit more disrespectful than this kind of like inflammatory moment of language, right? Granted, obviously, like some language carries with it uh, a certain type of violence or a violence on the back of it, at least. But to be frozen out by your own star teammate over the course of like half of a season and to not have like he had nothing for Donovan Mitchell, really, other than kind of like, you know, they passive aggressive shit in the press. I think some of this just boils down to two. The season, if you've watched Tim Rose all season like I have, um, this is kind of inevitable, right? Like Rudy hasn't necessarily been a good fit. And I think he has frustrated folks like Dila was it's perpetually frustrated frustrated with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Edwards has expressed frustration with them. I think maybe Rudy is just like a frustrating teammate to have because you got a dude who like runs to watch Rudy is so funny because on offense he does the same shit. He'll run down the center of the floor get into the painted area and start waving his hands around. And then somebody will be like, all right, I'll pass him the ball. But then when you press him the ball, one of a few things happens. Either he drops it or he gets stripped or he stumbles towards the lane and throws up a layup that maybe goes in. Right. And so, and I think there's also some residual resentment because Rudy is kind of the guy who broke up this core that the Wolves had last year. That was very good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's, it's bleak, man. My whole shit today was like, if they win, if they come back from this, because that first half was, they was, I thought it was over. I was about to really go do some other shit. And in my brain, I was like, if they come back from this, there's no worse marker on the season than Rudy Gobert punching a motherfucker, getting sent home, and the Timberwolves coming back to win on the back of Ant and Cat. You know what I mean? Which is like, we could have been doing this, you know, I don't know if Cat was hurt, but like, we could have been doing this anyway. But this is what it was going to be. If it was going to be like Ant, Cat, and the supporting cast, we could have done this and had our picks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and then you- on t- and then on top of that, just I mean, we haven't even like gotten to it. On literally the eve of the playoffs, mm-hmm. you also then have a guy who's so frustrated with that situation oh, punch a cinder block wall and break his hand. Now I have lost a fight with a wall. 
Me too. It's not the right Eighth opponent. Grade. Eighth grade. Boxer dog. fracture. Like it's half the season. <laughs> I mean, still it's... want that half back. Still want them ten games back, nigga. The ten middle school games. You feel? Me? It's not it's... the right opponent. It's not the right, opponent, the right opponent to choose. And no, it's like no, no. Jaden, I love Jaden McDaniels, and I, I want to be clear, saying obviously, I hope the Timberwolves win on on Tuesday. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I think they're going to be in a tough spot. I'm. I'm praying they win because I don't really want them to have to go through the like underbelly of the play and have to win two games. Right. But like you need Jaden McDaniels and to, to think we've all been angry and reacted irrationally, but at some point there's got to be somewhere in your brain. That's like, this wall is significantly harder than anything in my hand. You know what I mean? Like the bones aren't going to hold up against the, the cinder block. And I know that the brains don't work that way. We just kind of reacted. And, but man, to, it's almost like a comedy of errors. This whole season has been like that with Minnesota, you know, and it's a bit distressing. I know Timberwolves fans are excited that they made it into the play in into the AC. I'm having a bit of a hard time finding excitement because this season has been so exhausting. You know how you just like, you know how like at the end of a, of a, just like a fucked up work week, you feel good because it's Saturday, but, but then you remember that tomorrow Sunday. <laughs> And you got to go back to work on Monday and work yeah. if the job is still going to be bad. You know what I mean? That's kind of where that's kind of where I'm at. You know, it's like today felt good, but it's like, man, a couple of days I got to go back to that shitty job, which is rooting for the Timberwolves. <laughs> What's what sucks about it is that there's moments when y'all look really good, like y'all have yeah. figured it out, and then you stink it up. Yeah, like there's like y'all beat the Warriors, the Kings. You know what I'm saying? I played the the the, the Celtics really good. They're yeah. like some good y'all have good y'all have really good stretches. I think like two weeks ago I was like, oh, the Timberwolves like they might they might be scary, and then you know y'all lose yeah. y'all stink a couple games and Rudy Gobert punches slow mo in, in the middle of a fucking game like it's like god damn, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I think you see the end of so the end of this game, the second half of this game against Pelicans. I think you actually see the highest potential for what this team could be, where mm-hmm. it is like Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards doing this kind of. This thing where they're not on the floor at the same time a ton. Um, and when one is off the floor, the other one is keeping the team afloat. I mean, Cat hit like three threes in a row to open the fourth or whatever. And then when Ant came back in, there was a new energy. And then when they got together, it was also kind of seamless. And Rudy just disrupts all of that. Like, it's hard to get that kind of flow with those two going. And that's what you need. Like, that's kind of what the team, the, the vision for the team was last year. It was going to be Carl Hank Towns, Anthony Edwards, and, mm-hmm. and Jaden McDaniels, and just a good supporting cast. Right. And uh, now I don't know what you do. You can't really trade Rudy. Uh, you know, like if you do trade Rudy, the trade value you're going to get back is a fraction of what you gave up. Yes. And I don't I am not someone I know Timberwolves fans love the idea and have fantasized about trading Cat for as long as he's been in the league. But I'm not I don't think you trade Carl Anthony Towns either because, you know, what I mean, like since he's come back from in- injury, aside from that, like atrocious game against the Blazers. He's played really well. Mm-hmm. And he's played like a mature, calm game, which has not always been his thing. And so I, I just don't think you you trade him, but I also don't know what you do. Like Timberwolves have backed themselves in the corner here where they are um, not good enough to win now, which was supposed to be the promise of the Gobert trade. Like the Gobert mm-hmm. trade right. was, was classified as a win-now move, which mm-hmm. doesn't really make sense to me. It never made sense to me, but I, I, I lied to myself about it as we do 
When, we uh, did we too. Were, all of us did. We, we we've all been about in this boat yeah. in the last couple yeah. of years. The Tim, well, with the Timberwolves and that we were, I mean, Tyler and I had talked ourselves into Russell Westbrook on the Lakers too. You know what I mean? It. It's just Dark at times, some point man. the at some point the fit matters. Yeah. If you're in if you're in a long term relationship, any long term relationship with a team, with a person, with the fucking corner store, and <laughs> some shit goes awry, and you know it's and you know it, and you sense it, and you feel it. There's nothing wrong with lying to yourself for a little while, you know what I mean? Yeah. But eventually, <laughs> yeah. the realities of that circumstance are going to be inevitable, right? And so I, I lied to myself, like, well, you know, sure, him and him and Cat will work out well. But even early in the season, when it was very clear that those two on the floor at the same time just weren't making the math wasn't working, I was like, it's going to be this is going to be rough because they can't, you know, the window is small. They're they aren't really going to win in the next two years, and then then what? They don't have a pick until I'm like. 85 years old and so <laughs> no. slow-mo was talking about like y'all got some decisions to make and yeah. like talking to players bro nobody likes go bear you feel yeah. me like you know i'm like i don't so yeah you can't trade him because you won't get shit but dog like if he just if people just don't fuck with him like that maybe it's just best to not get shit back you take the l and you have a better chance, you know what I'm saying, with whatever, you know, small pieces you get and the core you have, which is Cat and Ant, which is really good. You got a good, solid player in Nas, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. said Daniels, you know what I'm saying? Y'all got some good pieces. You feel me? So And get some of that money. I mean, Gobert is also just on a monstrous contract. His contract is like absurd for someone who is just not. Not good at basketball. <laughs> He's good at a thing in basketball, but as far as basketball as a whole, he's not good at it. And that's what, what frustrates a lot of players. He gets paid like he's good at basketball. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And he's good at one thing. You know, yeah, I mean? And he hasn't done that thing very well this year. No, or the year before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think um, that I think something that a lot of people overlooking in regards to you know while we're on the topic of how everyone just hates Rudy <laughs> is that motherfucking push from Prince when after that punch got thrown. That oh, wasn't a yeah. you tripping push. That was a that was a, a, a there was a lot of fuck you in that push. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There was a lot of mustard in that motherfucker. I don't think he was trying to de-escalate, de-escalate the situation when he pushed Rudy. That felt like he wanted to do that. He wanted to put hands on this dude for a minute when he pushed that dude. That's what that <laughs> Tyler, shit was what, Tyler, what if they jumped Rudy Gobert in the middle of the game? <laughs> that would be <laughs> the funniest shit. <laughs> that push, I feel like I feel like no one's talking about that push, but that push was definitely like a if you win it, then I'm with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, finally, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, we send this bitch off. Let's get it. Yeah. <laughs> I felt it, that, that was a moment. That was a moment where I got a little worried. When I watched the replay, I think for the third time, and I saw that push, I was like, they might, they might have to send him home because they're gonna beat his ass in the locker room. They gonna, they gonna put them bars of soap in them socks, bro. It's go time. <laughs> God damn, nigga! Stuffing a seven foot tall NBA player into his locker. <laughs> um, are you guys aware, Hanif? Are you aware that Rudy Gobert has a book out? No way. You have What's a book? it called? Rudy Gobert, so I had my son, who's obsessed with basketball, he's nine years old, I had him at the comic book store a couple weeks ago, and he found a Rudy Gobert authored YA comic book about basketball called Bash, and I have to tell you, it is difficult to not carry my son as an audience when it comes to anything to do with basketball, (laughs) but he read about four pages, and it was like... I wouldn't read this if it was homework. 
no. <laughs> is it new? Is it like a new thing or is it like a... Yeah, it's the first volume of like a new graphic novel series. I think it came out a couple months ago, and I ha- I literally put it in my notes. Yes, bro, it's no. volume one. Volume. How one. many pages is it? Like, what type of book is this? It's a graphic novel, like a. It's like a hundred twenty-ish pages, something like oh, that. So but the a, art it's a, it's is like book. it looks like you know AI generated. The art is so bad too, and it yeah, was yeah, just yeah. like, how did this come to be? <laughs> That's a real. He's got a whole book. Where does he find yes. the time? I mean, I guess he's not working on his game in the offseason, so. <laughs> and he probably didn't write the book, let's be honest. Yeah. I read Brian's I Promise book. That shit was like 20 pages. In. It's great, but I'm certain Brian didn't write that motherfucker, even though he's listed as the author. You right. Know what I'm yeah, yeah. That's rough. I might well, have to look into that. It's good to know that there's at least one author on the Timberwolves, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I imagine. Um, although I didn't know. You know what's so funny about the Timberwolves? I, I feel like fans of all the NBA teams have this. Today, during this scuffle, I was looking at the replay, and I squinted. And I was like, oh, shit. Austin Rivers is on the team. You know what I mean? I was like, I forgot this nigga was on the team. (laughs) (laughs) He's another dude who's always in the middle of some shit for some reason. Some shit he didn't even have nothing to do with it, right? He just got that type of luck. Austin Rivers is not in the middle. He hasn't played in, like, he he maybe hasn't played since an old dude from the Magic, Jalen Suggs, grabbed him by the neck. You know? (laughs) know? (laughs) He hasn't played since that. I forgot he was on the squad. And so I imagine Austin Rivers is probably the next most likely Timberwolf to write a book. Uh, but it's good to know that we got one. We got one author who, uh, who, who knows, might not be on the team much longer. I, I don't know if they're going to carry yeah. him in the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to suspend him or what. But uh, it's rough, man. It's, we- I, I really hope they win. I hope they win not because – I hope they win because I think the Lakers will get in no matter what. Like I think even if the Lakers lose to the Wolves on Tuesday, they're going to get in. Because they're just, I think they're better than both the Pelicans and the Thunder. Mm-hmm. Significantly better than the Thunder. I think the Pelicans will get in the game, but I think they'll win it. Also, because if there were a time that Minnesota could maybe give Memphis a better run than they gave them last year, it's now because Memphis is like a little injured. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Minnesota has nothing for Denver. You know, it's like, I don't want to see him get swept. And I feel like it would be like a gentleman's sweep, maybe. But I'm not trying to see it. You know, Gobert can't really. He has nothing for joking. So it's like it's one of those things where maybe you just don't carry Rudy into the playoffs. Maybe you suspend him for the playoffs. I don't think like what he did deserved that. But I think you could make an, a case for the team unity and what happened in the second half of saying like maybe he's just like maybe the team is actually better without him. If if punching, I don't know. A, a, punching a teammate in the middle of the game is not worth a suspension like that's. It they it might be worth it. I I get what you're saying completely, but it might yeah, be worth it. It might be worth it. I it, feel like one game, I don't know. I mean, if it's like internal only, I feel like one game the the he's the, the they would put out that shit where he's like he apologized in a in the group chat and Mike Conley was like, All right, we're ready to move on. But like Mike Conley's not the motherfucker who got punched. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. You feel me? Also like Mike Conley, decision to make. <laughs> Mike Conley is like the most level headed person in the entire league. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. so you're asking the guy who, who and I, I like Mike Conley. He, you know, For like sure. kind of a, I know he's Columbus not from Columbus, Ohio, so he's like, yeah. A, yeah, he's like right, Columbus right. legend, you know. Um, we got a lot of love for him out here, but, but he's like not the guy you ask if shit is cool, you know. Like I'm trying to, <laughs> you know, Torian Prince looked like he wanted to stomp his ass out. And, and it was like that shit, it was that kind of anger that builds up, you know, it's like the anger's been building for a while and then you, you chill out and you chill out, but then you see a, you see an avenue to get in there and do some shit. That was that kind of anger. 
And so I don't know. I mean, um, there are I, there are other series in the playoffs that intrigue me more. Assuming the Timberwolves um, get in, I, I will be rooting for them, of course. But you know, I'm kind of interested in some of the other narratives that exist. Very reasonable um, basketball fan. He yes, he is, and I respect that. I think the first time you were on, you you had a conversation about uh, optimism versus realism when it came to being a sports yeah. fan, and I was like, "You're operating on a different level than most basketball fans," which is well, good, which is both good and bad. You got to. I mean, I've been, I've rooted for a team that's been bad like my definitely my entire adult life, and when they were at their best, I was like a teenager, like a young teenager, like when KG was there and they were going up against mm-hmm. Duncan and all that. So when they're at their best, like KG's MVP year, I was in high school. So like I was all optimism, you know what I mean? And then they were bad for the next two decades or whatever. And you just get worn down. Like if I had that level right. of, I would just be miserable all the time. You know, nice. I had to watch like Alexi Shved, you know, if, at some point, <laughs> at some point you just got to be like, I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching to feel good in the moment and celebrate in the moment with the understanding that, this shit is not going to be like Timberwolves are not going to win a championship this year. And knowing that going in, knowing that it's makes it a lot more freeing to just say, well, I'm happy that they made it out of a horrible season and got to this play in. And I hope they win the next game. And that's, that's kind of all I can do. I, I think the, the real downside of what some would call like rings culture is that it reflects on the NBA because even the NBA now positions it, as if there are only like four to six teams worth watching. And that's been a real detriment in the past couple of years because there have been some incredible stories from teams that aren't traditional powers. Like Sacramento was not on national TV one single time this year. Even with the literally a historic offense, we're not on national TV. Let me add on to that because one of my best friends is a Kings fan and he sent me a, a factoid that, so they're going to be the, the primetime ABC game on opening playoff weekend. Right. It's their first ABC game since 2002. What? Which was ABC's which is ABC's first season broadcasting the NBA. Oh, no <laughs> After way. They took over. Yeah. It's the first time in 21 years Jeez. they've been on ABC. Bro. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is that like you decide that only a few teams can, only the teams that can potentially win matter. That's why like people last year didn't understand why the Timberwolves and Minnesota fans were like so hyped after they won that playing game. It's like, y'all don't get it. This team hasn't been in the playoffs for fucking ever. You know what I mean? Like winning this play-in game is their championship. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was wild because I remember, and I know I'm like tangentially rambling now, but after the all-star game this year, when people had like really valid complaints, everyone was showing that clip from the all-star game where like um, Iverson was going at it with Marbury, I think. And um, and when the East won, they were celebrating. They were like celebrating like they won a title. And people were like, "Oh, we got to bring this kind of ball back." It's like, no, y'all don't actually want that. Because if the All Star Game was competitive and whoever won celebrated, y'all people would be very annoyed by that kind of celebration or that kind of expression mm-hmm. of exuberance. So I think so much of my sports fandom is rooted in the same sports fandom I had when I was a kid, where it's like I want to feel the way I felt last year all the time, like when the Wolves made beat beat the Clippers in the play, and I want to feel like that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I can't only feel like that when the team I'm rooting for wins a championship because the team I'm, I root for will probably not win a championship in my entire life. Mm. Unless, I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe Anthony Edwards becomes the second coming of Michael Jordan and 
He, he might you know, be his kid. He looks just like that motherfucker. He does right? look a lot like him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so how the hell did a Columbus, Ohio kid become a fan of the Minnesota Timberwolves anyway? Because I liked KG. So two reasons. One, we didn't really have cable in my house growing up. And um, that meant that you got like regional games only. Mm-hmm. No national games. Like, And even it, back then, you barely got national games anyway. But um, so we would see the Cavs, Bulls, the Pacers. And occasionally the Timberwolves. And I got really into Kevin Garnett at a really young age. Like just the fact that he was a high school player coming in the league. I got mm-hmm. super into him. And then I got super into those early Wolves teams that he was on because they were, I think people don't really remember this. Those teams were kind of like entertaining. Even pre Marbury. Super entertaining. Those, those teams yes. were fun. And then when Marbury got there, I was like really locked in. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's one of those things where like the Cavs when I was a kid were not, they were good, but they weren't fun to watch to me. Mm-hmm. The Pacers were were fun but in a way that bothered me like i didn't like reggie miller uh i do now like i look back on the highlights and i love i love reggie miller now but when i was a kid i was like man fuck this dude didn't like the davises <laughs> you know and i think mm. some of that's because i grew up in most of my family's from new york so i grew up in a house with knicks fans and they hated the pacers yeah and so i think some of that just rubbed off on me and you know of course i loved michael jordan but at that time everyone loved the bulls and i think as a eight or nine year old i wanted to be different you know mm-hmm. um and so, yeah, I just saw the Timberwolves a lot, you know, like having those regional teams always kind of on because you can get the few regional channels. They were the one I gravitated, ones I gravitated towards. And then, I mean, I, I loved, I really loved watching Kevin Garnett, like drag that team as far as he could take it. I wasn't at all mad when he left, but it, it was, uh, it was kind of beautiful. I, one of my favorite things in sports is like watching a single player take a team far beyond their limits. And I think it's because I grew up watching KG. Yeah. KG was special, man. KG was also one of the only people who was trying to put a positive spin on the fight on Twitter today, which I appreciate. Wait, did he? he was like, yeah, he was like, hold on, let me, I'll, I'll get the tweet up. But he was basically like, you know, get the blood flowing before the playoffs. <laughs> before the playoffs. <laughs> he loves the chaos, bro. Yes. He revels in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, 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 said, he, said, he said, nothing like a light scuffle to tighten up the screws before the playoffs. <laughs> LFG at Timberwolves. <laughs> tighten up the screws. <laughs> bro, that story about him fucking punching a hole in the wall during the making the band on um, auditions. Have y'all heard that shit? No. That is like my yeah. favorite fucking story. What happened? Oh, tell, tell the story. I haven't heard that. Ma- oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Have y'all... I'm sure y'all have seen this clip that always goes viral like two, three, four times a year where it's like... They jump these motherfuckers in a, in a singing battle where they show the making the band scene where they're singing into the road and shit. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 The, the, right. <laughs> well, well, well. There was so ridiculous. Yeah, somebody. I, I forget. I forget the source, but there was like some verbal history shit going on with that. And someone was talking about how they were at you know Kevin Garnett's house during that that scene, and Kevin Garnett was just was just going fucking crazy. It was like y'all gotta want that shit. They come, they try to take y'all shit. They come to y'all crib. Y'all go, y'all go let him do that. Y'all better sing this shit. And he was spazzing the fuck out during this vocal battle. And they said he was like banging his head on the wall and literally banged a hole in the wall and shit behind the making the band end of the road boys to men the battle. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, so when what when did he do this? Was it like? They jumped in and started like singing together. No, he was. He just yeah, like punched it, the wall. Like, no, no, he was like, watching it. He wasn't there okay. while it was happening. I'll, I'll he was, be. I'll, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay, okay. He was ahead, watching ahead, it happen on MTV, <laughs> and he was coaching these motherfuckers through it and losing his <laughs> shit. 
<laughs> oh, that's insane. I thought he was, I thought you said he was actually there. Like, that's wild. <laughs> Being yeah. at home, so captivated by such something so ridiculous and scripted, <laughs> extremely scripted. Extremely scripted. Like you, you know what I mean? And I feel like that making the band battle, there's some shit where you see older clips from some shit and you're like, well, this just didn't age well. That shit was ridiculous back then. You're like, yes, I remember watching really? that like in real time and being like, this is fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Bro, we were seeing robots like like the, the special effects that we thought was believable back then are disgusting. And back then we were still like, nah, bro. We believed anything but that. <laughs> that was the one thing we were like, nah. <laughs> nah, this ain't it, dog. You feel me? F- fucking LeBron James looked like a Roblox character on, on a fucking <laughs> on PS2 at that time. You feel me? <laughs> right? On a PS2 at that time. But we was like, nah, this is way too unrealistic right here, dog. Every nigga we- looked like Ray Allen on 2K, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> Every single nigga. You know? He was a standard nigga face. <laughs> and we and we called that one out on no no this is scripted uh-uh. we're not Allen going template. for this everyone just had like a one of those one of those haircuts where you like you're kind of bald but you can still see the hairline <laughs> right exactly the, the Doc Jesus Rivers showed us right words yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true though Braun is a video game history himself he went from a pentagon to a hexagon to an actual face longevity like, longevity <laughs> That's fucking crazy. <laughs> All right, Hanif, thanks so much for staying up no late, doubt. hopping on with us, man. We I appreciate, appreciate it. it. For sure. And be- yeah. I-, I wish you best of luck. We're hoping the Lakers beat the shit out of the Wolves on Tuesday, but we wish you luck. Obviously, but it's after funny. that, best of luck. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. It's funny because I got to be in L.A. Like, I land in L.A. like right before the game, and essentially I could go. Like, I could, you know, link up with a homie and go, but I can't watch that shit live. I would be a mess. Last year... I went to the Timberwolves game where they beat the Grizzlies at, at Target Center. And that game went down to the wire. It went down to like last second free throws. In the whole like last eight minutes, everyone in the arena standing up cheering. And I'm just like frozen in my seat. I'm not talking. I'm just like staring. Yeah, I can't watch these games in person. I can't do it. <laughs> these high stakes games. I need I need like a anyway. Yeah. I, I'm rooting for I'm rooting for good basketball on Tuesday. <laughs> do you do you have a speaking engagement out here? No, I gotta I gotta be in San Jose, and I'm stopping to LA just to like see some homies, and then I'm okay. heading up to San Jose. I'm doing. Like I just the, got hip to Reparations Club and saw you at uh, you, had, you oh, spoke yeah. there. I hate I missed that shit. Bro. I did like two back to back nights. There. It was incredible. I did. Like, I know. Two... I hope to yeah. come back. They they said they would have me back. I mean, I I don't like getting on planes uh, now, but occasionally I have to. So undoubtedly, I'll be back and do something there. Okay, man. I'll tap in for show, man. Appreciate All right, you. I'm going to bed. I appreciate y'all. Right, Thanks, Anif. Appreciate, appreciate, appreciate you. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right, Nate. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. That was great. That's the homie right there, man. Man, appreciate the fuck out of him for sure. It, it is wild. Like I literally do, can't think of another Wolves fan. I do have really? one friend. I have one friend who moved to Minneapolis, but he was like a Clippers fan, and then now he's like a Wolves fan. But yeah, like I, I, got, I, I just I mean like on Twitter. Okay. Shit. Um, the homie talk hoops. He's 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 a Wolves fan. Um, okay. Um. The homie John, I, I'm going to fuck his last name up so bad, like Krasueski or something. That's my dog on there. And I believe a, that. And, and he's, a, he's a Wolves Beats reporter. So. Okay, oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. He's a great but fucking I mean, follower, too. Well, yeah, and then Prince was a huge Wolves fan, too, right? Yeah. Was it he just yeah, loved yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. He, he was all so I, honestly like Prince and Hanif is like if you only got two fans, that's a hell of a two fans. <laughs> yeah, to have. yeah, they held a lot book. of weight there, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about um the other games that happened. It it was look, first of all, let me say this. The NBA, um, we've discussed ad nauseum the issues with the length of the season, how how a growing percentage of the games feel like they don't matter and people aren't trying. The playing game has been an unqualified fucking success because you had the standings in the West up for grabs down to literally the last, like I watched the Wolves Pelican game, which was going to decide if the Lakers were playing the Clippers in the play in or not. If the Pelicans had won that game, the Lakers and Clippers would be uh, seven and eight. It would be Clippers seven, Lakers eight. They would have been playing in the playing game. It literally came down to the last minute of that game, you know, that everyone still has some skin in the game. So I think it's incredible that we had action like that on the last uh, day. Did you see the video of the Clippers? I know we'll talk about the um, the Bones Highland uh, shit, but did you see the video of uh, Ty Lue checking the score on the 
<laughs> on the Wolves nah, game. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. It was no. too close for them to be able to throw the game because if they had thrown the game against the Sun, if they'd thrown their game, they wouldn't have to play the Suns in the first round, which obviously no one wants to play the Suns in the first round. They could they could have served the Warriors up for for a series that everyone would have been excited about. But like that's literally how down to the wire it came, and I just greatly appreciated that. Um the the Lakers managed to win a game they try to lose about three different times, which I feel like has been a recurring theme. But they do close the season with the best record in the West since the All-Star break. <clears throat> and obviously some of the top teams in the West have kind of shut it down over the, the final. hurt too. Yeah, 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 over the final week and a half of the season. But um, they end up as the seven in the play-in. They will host the Timberwolves on Tuesday. If they win that series, they would play the Grizzlies who announced today that Steven Adams will not return for the playoffs. So just talking about the Lakers, what do you think their chances are? How well do you think they're playing? Do you think they're ready for the playoffs based on what you've seen over the last week or two? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the West is wide open. There's like, like, there's like four teams who I would not be surprised if they came out of it. And like I've told y'all before, like Braun, AD, still one of the best duels in the league when they're really on their shit. They, they for sure got a swingers chance. I think they have a chance, bro. I just never want to see them niggas playing like they played Friday. That shit really got me down, bro. I was like, I don't know. Bron came back like himself again. But I'm like, dog, like it made me it made me think about what Chuck said about Chris Paul. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think he's I don't think he's to the level of like done as Chris right. Paul is obviously right. Our, Chris Paul is like he's on his last leg. I'm not saying he's there, but he talks about how being really good for extended periods of time is more difficult. When you're, when you're, as you get older, you know what I mean? And so Bron on a third, like the third, fourth game that week, yet last this week or whatever, last week or whatever, he looked old as fuck, throwing right. the ball away, getting his shit pushed all over the place, was th- three, four, 11 at one point with AD playing bad. They just looked horrible. He figured it out in the fourth a little bit and the rest of the team did as well. But dog, I just, I mean, <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't. He looked like he looked like somebody said he looked like little need foot surgery. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, right, 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 right. He's seen more of himself now. So yeah, with with him looking like himself, I like the West is definitely wide open. They have a chance for sure. But I just I, that that game still kind of sits on me a little bit. I the, no, the, I the stink I, is still there. I had the same reaction, and what I saw today did not um, wash that taste really out of my mouth because when they were playing hard, they got up by 13 like three times in the first half, and they gave the lead up every single time. They're like, all right, cool. You know, and it's like you're, you're not good enough as a team Period. to do that. You know what to I have mean? have lapses. They're not good to have lapses like right. that. You know 100%. I mean? So I, I do – I like their chances against Memphis. I'm hoping for – and I, I think we'll probably do uh, – uh, so our next episode will be Wednesday night. We'll record live after the – First round of the play-in games, and we'll have obviously a better sense of what the playoffs would be. We, we can kind of do a full series-by-series series breakdown then. But we have a very realistic shot at, like, Nuggets, Suns, and Lakers, Warriors is very possible for the Western Conference semis, which would be tremendous. <laughs> Second round of the playoffs in both conferences could really be something. But I know I'm looking at John, and he's like, you almost don't want that based on the vulnerability you've seen from the Lakers right now. For sure, man. I'm kind of nervous about that. We'll see, though. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It, 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 it was and like before that, you know, you know, I was lying to myself. You feel me? Like I even talked to Zach. Zach was like, they're an unserious team. I'm like, bro, basketball is more fun when you're lying to yourself, bro. <laughs> Don't tell them, you know, they're good enough to lie to yourself and just enjoy that because we haven't seen a Lakers team that's been good enough to lie to yourself about 
in a long time. You feel what I'm saying? Bubble, yeah. Since the bubble, you feel me? So, but eh, the, the lie looked like I, I wasn't believing that motherfucker on Friday. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay, the Clippers, as I mentioned, will end up in the first. The Clippers cannot win for losing, bro. Like, you you know, you fight through the injuries and everything. You secure the five seed after having lost in the play-in last year. Congratulations, you get to play a Suns team that literally has not lost a game when Kevin Durant's been on the floor for, <laughs> on the floor for them. You know, I'm almost surprised. Like, if I was a Clippers fan, ugh, I would rather have seen them throw the game and then go through the play-in than play the Suns in the first round. Like, I, I just don't think without PG, yeah. I don't think – I don't think anyone's beating the Suns, really. You know what I mean? But especially when is, not is PG coming back? When is PG coming back? Does anybody know that? Do y'all know when he's coming back? I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I don't. I didn't think it was a short term thing. And if it is, he's going to need to ramp his way up. Obviously, you right, know what right, I mean? right, 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 right. Yeah, shit, so I don't know. I mean, shit, no, you work with the nigga. Yeah. Ask him. Ask him on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nigga, he's PG. I'm I'm John Lejetro Jenkins Nichols. I work with him, but we ain't coworkers, nigga. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I he, see he that did, nigga in the office every, the every so often. Yeah. He be pulling up every so. Uh, What's well, up, my okay, nigga? What's up, go, my nigga? And, Paul, you know George, me? Paul George is dropping an exclusive update on his injury recovery on his podcast on Monday. I okay. told you ass him on Monday, nigga. <laughs> Tyler, once again, you somehow knew what to do without <laughs> knowing what to do. Universally speaking to to you, you bro. feel me? You feel me? I, but I do the thing. The thing with the Suns is they haven't got a lot of reps with KD. You know what I mean? So, and they didn't look all that good in the last game that he played. But Kate, KD is the one god player. Who like adding him to a team is the easiest thing on the planet. He yeah. could fit. He's, he's, in the, any he's squad the most plug and play ass player ever, dog. Period. Period. Yeah. And you know, and he's the most and he's extremely efficient at what he does. He doesn't need the ball a lot. He gets it. He does his thing, or he doesn't. You know what I mean? It's no bullshit when it comes to his game, bro. You feel me? So yeah, they don't need that those reps with him. So yeah, bro, I, I, it's scary. I wouldn't. I, there's no team that I, I don't feel comfortable going against them unless I'm probably the Bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? That includes yeah. the Celtics. Sorry, Jax. You know I hate it being a Tatum from the crib, but you know, them boys looking good. Jackson, just uh, uh, you know, like I said, we'll do a bigger playoff preview on Wednesday. But what what are your what are your thoughts on the Celtics? Are you uh, confident in their ability to advance out of the Eastern Conference? I would say I'm confident in their ability to make the Eastern Conference Finals. I think there's some been some people talking about ooh. Similarly to like, congrats on the Clippers, you get the Suns in the first round. With people saying like, congrats Celtics, you got the two seed, you get the Heat in the first round, most likely. And I just don't care. I'm just, I think they've exercised all of their demons that I agree that came in the bubble with that bam block on Tatum. Like they're gonna, they're gonna. I think they beat the Heat in five. And I think the Sixers series would be competitive. The Sixers look as good as they have in the last several years. Like they earnestly look very, very good. But I just, I. It's one of those things with Harden and, and Embiid where I'm going to keep betting against them in the playoffs until I'm wrong. So I, I think that the Celtics are going to be able to get out of that in probably six or so. And then the the Eastern Conference Finals is a coin flip. If it gets to go to game seven in Milwaukee, they're in trouble. If they can have a chance to close it out in game six at home, they have a legit chance. So I I think I have a, a not very hot takey take about them, which is that they're the second or third best team in the NBA. And unfortunately for them, the best team in the NBA has home field advantage on them. So like, right. yeah. what are you going to do? 
Yeah. That Spolster team does not look like a Spolster squad, too. You know what I mean? Like, it don't feel as disciplined as normal. You know what I mean? They don't really have shit figured out. Like, it doesn't – that's not a Heat team that I'm scared of. Like, it's not even the Heat team that the Bucks ran into when they lost in the second round. You feel what I'm saying? Like, um, it doesn't even – it doesn't they, – they don't feel they, – they don't scare yeah. me at all. I, I, I would agree. So, the Tuesday games are Hawks at Heat. For, uh, you know, seven, seven, eight play in and uh, Lakers, uh, Timberwolves. And then Wednesday is Bulls, Raptors and Thunders, Pel- Thunder Pelican, uh, Pelicans in the um, nine tens. And then obviously Thunder Pelican, the, <laughs> the ones that Mr. Th- pardon me, Mr. Thunder Pelican. Uh, and then uh, the remaining teams will play on Friday for the eight seed. Um, anything else jump out to you about those games? Anything you guys are excited to see? Um, I, I, to me, the way it shook out was less excitement in the playing games, but more excitement maybe in the you know first and second round of the playoffs. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. I am with you on that too, All right. Mikael. <laughs> All right, <laughs> fuck those playing games, but we but we will check them out and we'll talk to you about them on Wednesday for sure. Um, yeah, I think that's it. That's all we got time for. Y'all got anything else? Nah, big basketball, basketball, bro, bro. Um, Kenny Lofton Jr. Did y'all see how crazy he went today for yeah. the Grizz? He, what no, he I, didn't, like, I didn't pee. I think he had 42 and 15 or some shit. Yeah, 42. Kenny a baller though, bro. He, he was a rookie of the year in, in the G League. He was killing. I, I, bro, I, I saw him live in uh in uh, in summer league cooking. It's just, you know, like I I, I he's kind of undersized. You don't, you know, like you don't he has no, to but it is a little concerning. It. But it's he's a little concerning it. as a Lakers fan because AD does struggle with fat dudes sometimes. <laughs> fat dudes who can move. He can move too. He ain't a, he don't ball like a fat dude. You know what I'm saying? So bro, bro, they they are on Twitter calling. He got that some man. wiggle. <laughs> they are on Twitter calling that man Jen Zebo. And I think that is like the most perfect ass. <laughs> God, I love that. He is a bully too. He's yeah. a bully. He's a bully. He's a bully, but he got that touch just like Zebo. Zebo yeah. was a bully, but he had a soft touch. You feel me? And, I've he's seen not, a couple... and he's not Kenny Lofton's son, too. Like he had to clarify that shit. He was like, "Bro, I'm Junior because because of my dad. Like, like not the most <laughs> one of the greatest baseball players ever. I'm a Junior because of my dad. That's so fucking awesome to me, dog." I respect that his dad was like, "I get mistaken for Kenny Lofton all the time. <laughs> I want my son to go through that too." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. We'll see y'all on Wednesday. Enjoy the games. The playoffs are here. We made it. Enjoy. uh, Enjoy. And we'll talk to y'all in a couple days. Bye. Bye. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.